Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my beloved listeners of Youth Talk right here on Radio Islam International. I am Bibi Aisha Lehe, but you already know that because I know you are tuning to the show. First and foremost, before I start, I need to remind our beloved listeners that when it comes to being a parent, you all know it is a 24-7 job. Remember, your children are entrusted to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are your amana. And until the day your eyes close, whether your child is 2, 32, 62, you are a parent. You will never stop making du'a for them. And it is your du'as, your guidance, your role, your behavior that shapes and molds who your children are when they are younger. And your guidance and nasiha and your du'as that guide them when they are adults. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your du'as that you make for your children and for the children around the world, inshallah. So before I start with today's show, a very, very important topic with a guest who is a role model to me, somebody I learned from so much, mashallah. I want to play a voice note that we forgot to play last week. Um, last week, my topic was youth speak up. And this young uh, little child, alhamdulillah, from Middleburg Muslim School, sent this voice note in. And unfortunately, I forgot to send it through. So, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, please listen to this very pertinent message um, from Adila, inshallah. And after this message, inshallah, we will be starting with today's topic. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, please take a listen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Adila Baba. I am a 16-year-old grade 10 learner at Middleburg Muslim School, and I am from Belfast, Mpumalanga. By now, everyone has seen the horrors of what is happening in Palestine, the oppression and killing of so many of our brothers and sisters. These gruesome scenes fill our hearts with pain, and it is difficult to even watch the videos sometimes. But there are many lessons we should learn from this as well. In our day-to-day -day lives, we take many things for granted, and one of these is the ability to go to school and obtain knowledge. I live in Belfast, a small town with a small Muslim community, home. My parents were not happy with the quality of the schooling in Belfast and wanted to give us more opportunities and a better Islamic environment at school. My mother is a teacher. She left her job to take us to school every day in the nearest town, Middleburg. The sacrifice my parents went through to allow us to get a better education was enormous. Palestinian children were prevented from going to school. Their books and their stationery were taken away from them and they were forced to go home. Besides this fact, many of the schools were destroyed, leaving these children without the opportunities to go to school. And while most of us do have the opportunity to go to school and the ability, many of us take advantage of this. Many of us would rather sit at home and do nothing. If they do go to school, they play around and waste time, not attaining any knowledge or learning anything important. Learners vandalize and destroy school property, disrespect and disrupt their teachers and ustads, and in the end, take advantage of the blessed opportunity they were granted. While we are here taking advantage of all the opportunities Allah has granted us without many of us even being grateful, our brothers and sisters are denied these opportunities that many of us just cast aside. How does that make you feel as a Muslim? 
جزاکم الله آمین اللهم آمین یا رب العالمین یا الله سبحانه تلا گرانت از فحیدائی to learn from the message of our youth respect for teachers, respect for ustad respect for yourself so my beloved listeners today we're talking about the silly season yes school holidays yes it's December it's a time for rest and relaxation and holidays for many mm-hmm, in a perfect world let us be very realistic about what really goes on in many many homes and many many communities December is a period where suicide is rife. December is a period where there is an increase in addictions of all kinds. December is a period of extreme depression, anxiety, loneliness amongst many of our youth and our adults. So let us not fool ourselves and think it is a happy time for many people. We don't know the circumstances under which people live. We don't know the financial conditions. We don't know what goes on in people's homes and in communities. But we can't turn a blind eye. We need to be aware. We need to understand. We need to educate, empower ourselves. Remember, when you know of a child who is going through any distress and you turn away, then you have walked away from somebody whose life you have may have had the opportunity to change. It takes a village to raise a child. So inshallah, my guest, Brother Ibrahim Daud, who is the CEO and founder of Rauf Drug Rehabilitation Centers, which are available, like we know, nationwide. He is going to unpack for us the reality of the so-called silly season and what happens in reality in Durban, in South Africa, in Johannesburg, everywhere, even around the world, in homes, in communities, people you know. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Ibrahim Daud, and welcome to your store. Wa alaikum salam Aisha and to all the listeners out there. I hope I can see uh, that we can feel the festive atmosphere when you look around. I know it's such a beautiful feeling, but with it comes a lot of challenges. Absolutely. When we say festive, we're not talking of Christmas. We're thinking holidays, rest, end of the year, um, you know, um, reflecting of maktab, reflecting of school, thinking of the next year, but we don't realize that our youth are facing challenges that many of us as adults also can't deal with. Brother Ibrahim, the truth, the truth, the ugly mm-hmm. truth. What are the most yes, common see, forms? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, you see, the, the, the reality is that um, uh, come December, it's silly season, it's that time of the year. Uh, we as parents uh, had a very stressful time at work. Uh, we're living in a Western society. Our children did very well in school. Uh, some of them may have done well, some of them may have not have done well. Parents have been busy throughout the year with the work and all the, you know, the running around. Children have been busy with schoolwork. And it come, come December, everybody wants to take a break. Everybody wants to go for a holiday. Everybody wants to just drop their guard and everybody wants to have a good time. And that's what brings about the silly season. The silly season is a time, is a period in the year when people start to become irrational, irresponsible, and they become totally, totally, we become like a dysfunction of society. And that explains why the crime rate is so high. 
the, mm-hmm. the, 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 all the, the GBV, all the challenges that you can think of, it peaks during the first early season, which is around December. And of course, if you look at our youth, we have all these innocent children that have gone to school, that have done very well, that are naive, they haven't been exposed to these vices. We as parents, they will come to us and say, but dad, I'm just going out with my friend to have a good time. I'm just going to go to camp, we're going to go for a picnic, or we're going to live with, stay at the chalets for a few days, and we'll be back. And we as parents, all it needs is just the answer yes yes mm-hmm. that could change your child's life forever now saying yes before you say yes there will be very serious consideration and a very serious thought process as parents we need to take a lot of things into consideration before we say yes so i think that is what our discussion is all about as parents the role that we parents play in our children's life and i like what you said that as parents you'll always be a parent whether your child is 5 10 20 30 40 you'll always be a parent because you cannot divorce yourself from it. It's your child, you have feelings, you have an attachment to your child, and you're always concerned about your child. So if you will be a parent, a responsible parent is somebody that will empower themselves and learn how to deal with the challenges and how to raise your child in an appropriate manner that will make your child a successful human being going forward. Rabbi Ibrahim, you also, obviously, in the line of work that you do, the reality is that in in certain households, like we say, yes, people take it a bit easy. There are public holidays. Not everyone is fortunate to go on a holiday because a holiday is also a blessing if you can afford it. But it's also a time where if parents are working and, you know, when it comes to our youth and they're socializing, you know what they say in Gujarati, a lot of the times when the youth are alone, they get up to missing. They get up to mischief and it's in this mischief making that one just one puff just one that just one that can lead to a downward spiral can you please share the reality of that just one puff that just peer pressure or you not cool the one thought that comes to mind, of course, out of many, but this one thought, this one incident always comes to mind. I remember there was a case that was brought to us totally, totally, totally psychotic. And um, he was, he was, went on an acid trip, you know, he's been tripping on acid. And um, we, we couldn't understand the behavior. And then we started to make inquiries. The family asked, but what is going on here? And the family, then the story started to come out that this, this chap, when he was in matric, uh, went to a private school. Uh, they've done matric together. They've been very good boys. They all did everything right. They were very obedient boys, uh, very focused, did worked hard together, worked very well. And they got themselves into a, well, they requested that they want to go and book into one of the family chalets. One of these mm-hmm. youngsters said, listen, let's go to one of our chalets. My dad owns the chalet. Let's go and stay there for the weekend. Uh, and we come back and, you know, just to go and have a good time. Out of this eight or ten youngsters that went, there was one youngster that came with a little piece of paper and he said, just put this under your tongue. Now, these fellows didn't know what it was. They were naive, they were innocent, they didn't know what it was. So they all put it under the tongue. And then, when you, this one chap started to behave very strange. The other ones were quite fine, but the one out of the ten started to behave very strangely. He started crying and he became very emotional and he was 
just crying and crying and crying and crying so that now they don't know what to do because this chap is not in a good state and they have to go back home so the mm -hmm. one fellow said okay let's contact the parent and say we don't know what happened to the chap there's something wrong with him we need to find out so they take him get his dad dad comes there to fetch the son and the son is looking totally out of it mm -hmm. right only to find out that the, what was put under the tongue was acid it's a hallucinogen right it was put under the tongue and this fellow went on an acid trip sure. now when he went on acid trip the other ones all got away but this one he is now tripping for the rest of his life Allah. he go at a good trip is very happy clappy and a bad trip is very depressing suicidal and that type of thing and we've seen now this family had to deal with the challenge that presented out of all innocence they didn't know and now they're sitting with a child that's totally messed up now this is what we're talking about we as parents we raise our children and we see this every day i see it every day i get calls every day we as parents mm -hmm. We think, we expect our children to know about the challenges out there. And of mm -hmm. course, expect them to know what to do, which is totally incorrect. Because our children out there are like she, lamb, lamb to the amongst wolves. If we as parents don't empower ourselves before we empower our children, if we as parents don't spend time, educate ourselves on the current challenges, look at all the problems, the social ills that we are experiencing. No parent, they will, and every parent will tell you, I never thought my son would do this. I never thought it would happen in my house. That's mm -hmm. theft. When I hear that, I just block my ears. I say, listen, I've heard it so many times. I'm tired hearing it because this is the problem. We as parents, I don't know what makes us think that it will never happen to my child. You're looking at a country with 15% of our youth that are full-blown drug addicts. You're looking at a country that where 15% of the youth that were tested were found to be positive with Xanax. You're looking at a country that's now, substance abuse has now become a pandemic. You see, living in a country where we are one of the drug capitals of the world and we don't expect it to happen to our child because they say ignorance is bliss. We as parents we don't know. We are totally ignorant. Yesterday, I had a father come to me. Looks like a very pious man. He got a mashallah, big beard. He's just very nice. Well, alhamdulillah. You look at him. He looks like a very pious man. But here he comes. His son is in Mitzri. Out of control. Now, you can see the home is a good home. You can see the child had a good upbringing. And the parent will say, I've given him everything. I've given him good education. But how did you prepare him for the challenges? How did you prepare, how did you prepare him to deal with all those wolves out there? How did you prepare him to deal with all the challenges that are presenting itself? We let our children. Yesterday, I got I mean, I've had a very, I've heard something very disturbing this morning from my grandson. And he's telling me, you know, one of the matriculants uh, passed away yesterday. So I asked him what happened. Yeah, he yeah, said this yeah, chap was so high. He was so high, he, he took drugs the first time. He was so high, he ran onto the road and he was hit by a car. Gone, finished. A, a oh, matriculant wow. drove to his and now he's gone. So mm -hmm. this is what we say. I don't know what makes us think. And, and, and the reason why we, we are, the problem is escalating is because we blame the parents squarely on the parents, squarely on the parents. We expect our children to know what to do without educating them. We want the teachers to make sure they, go, they do well in school. We want to make sure the madrasa, the educate them to do well in madrasa. But what are we doing as parents to make them into good human beings? What are we doing to cultivate? 
character and respect in our children. Nothing. We are for Hmm. You know the very uh, uh, one, the, the very very person. I mean, all the points that you are raising right now are very pertinent. But there's one particular one that you said when we just started that when your child approaches your girlfriend, boys, there are kid out there are lots of girls that are also abusing drugs. When they ask you, "Can I go with my friends?" That permission that you give as a parent. Before, like you said, before you give that permission, did you do your homework? Who are your child's friends? Who are your child's friends' parents? Did I meet this child? Um, uh, do I like, do I get a good vibe about this child? All that investigation, because I think a lot of it comes with, oh, you, my son, I trust you. Yes, you can trust your son but, or daughter, but you don't know the company that they keep. So can you please, you know, like, again, just elaborate on that. Know who your child is spending time with. It can even be a cousin. It can be a neighbor. You know, we, we always say bad company, bad friends. It can be a sibling as well. Let us be realistic. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you know, as parents, we, we, we somehow, uh, we, our emotions, we are guided by our emotions when it comes to lead growing or raising our children. Uh, we feel it very hard to say no. I don't want to upset him. I will not say, I'll not let him go. But your emotion, uh, decision made based on your emotions can lead to your child's destruction and even your entire family's destruction. So when it comes to raising children, you've got to keep them as much as we want to spoil them and give them everything we got to do what is best to our child not what he wants but what he needs when it comes to raising children you do what is needed to make him into a good person not what he wants to make him happy and that's the challenge we as parents which uh, you know how can i say no you know he's done such a good job he's been such a good boy he's been he's a half as quran he graduated a half as quran and he's basically in the same year he's doing so well he's never given me a problem how can i say no that's the problem. That is the problem. Your emotions are telling you, let him go. But if you look at the logics, you look at, if you apply your mind and look at this thing properly, ask yourself, am I making a decision when I say yes, that's going to destroy my child? And the answer is yes, you are making a decision. Do your homework. How? Find out who the friend is. Make And look, we must tell our children that we are doing it because we love them enough to make sure that whatever they do is the correct thing for their benefit. We make them understand that there are certain rules and certain guidelines, there are certain norms and certain standards and certain do's and certain don'ts. If you keep talking to your children about this, when it comes to a point when you have to say no, the child will understand where you're coming from. But if you don't, maintain some type of education or some type of discussion or some type of quality time in empowering your child and you just leave him you don't have any discussion with him he, all these things are happening he knows more about the drugs than you could ever imagine he knows everything about everything he knows all the friends and how they're ganging up on a weekend and how they're having a good time you know nothing you have to work you come you're not exposed to the youth there's a big gap between you and the child so there's total a total breakdown in communication and then your emotions come into play and say, nah, man, you know, I let him go. So that's the mistake. We need to, when it comes to children, apply our minds. Like you said earlier on, it is an amanat. Allah has given us an amanat. Your child, when that child cries, you're going to cry. When that child is happy, you're going to be happy. You don't want to get to a point where the child is living in misery and you are now messed up. So that is why I spent, find out who they're joining. Tell him, son, I want to know who these people are. 
who are they? And what they do? Sometimes they'll bring one of these very respected children to you. And they'll say, yeah. listen, I will be with him. And you as a person, no, I trust he's a good boy. So did you check? Did you check? Because they could be using him as a front. So we need to make the call. Tell me who are you going with? Tell me where are you going? I need to know what time you're going to be back. I know where you're going. I need to I'll probably come and check where you are. We must put all these measures in place so that we know for sure that this child is going with certain responsible people and he's coming back. Sometimes they tell you, I'm taking him to my house. And you go there, when he gets to his friend's house, he goes into somebody else's car or she goes into yeah. somebody else's car and off they go to another place. Yeah. So yeah. parents need to narrow the gap between themselves and the children and they need to do their homework. You know, get to know your child better. And ever, to me, a lot of parents come and say, but you know, I know my, you know, I'm, he's my son. I know him so well. And I say to the parents, I know your son better than you. Yeah. Uncle Ibrahim, so after the break, we're going to be continuing. We're going to be talking about a lot of other very shocking realities, you know, obviously with the intention of educating and empowering our listeners. But before the ad break, I just have to read this very, very important comment that has come from uh, one of our listeners actually in Cape Town. Um, for this amazing topic, they said, as a father... I am in my late 60s, and my message to the listeners of Youth Talk today is, I am a father. I will never be a friend to my daughter. I will never be a friend to my son, because I'm not your friend, I'm your father. You will respect me, you will respect the boundaries I set, you will follow Islam the way I taught you, I am not your friend, you must know the difference. I will continue interfering in your life. You can call it interfering. I am calling it fulfilling my duty as a parent because I need to stand up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and speak for the way I raised you. I am not your friend. So his message is say where he's urging parents to know that your child is not your friend and you are not your child's friend. You are the parent. I think that's an excellent message, uh, Brother Ibrahim, because Fairly yeah, in today's time, and people think, I'm your friend. I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. Exactly. Yes, I am your father. I am not your friend. As much as we have our laughs and jokes, but I am your father. You are my son. You stay where you belong, and I'll be stay where I belong. But as a father, we need to become role models as well, so that the children see a practical example of a good human being. 100%. My beloved listeners, inshallah, after the air break, we will be continuing, inshallah. Please don't go away. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My beloved listeners, you are tuned into Youth Talk with me, Bibi Aisha Lahir, right here on Radio Islam International. And this morning we're talking about the silly season with Brother Ibrahim Dawood, who is the CEO and founder of Rauf, which are rehabilitation centers that are available nationally and the reason for today's topic is for you to become mindful for you to understand that there are children who are playing you for you to be that parent who's on top of things because we don't want you to be sitting in a situation where your child is in a body bag your child is committed suicide your child is addicted to some form of drug and your child is self-destructing we don't want that for anyone also we need to be very realistic about something we need to understand there are certain parents who know what is happening who see what is happening 
or are in denial. If your neighbor comes up to you and says, I'm a little bit concerned about your son or daughter, you want to beat the neighbor up. It is a family member who approaches you one side very respectfully and says, um, I have something that I need to say to you that I'm concerned about your daughter or your son. You all of a sudden become defensive, become abusive, and you are shouting that person. And later, later, when the truth is revealed of what has been happening, then you don't know where to put your face because a well-wisher, it's a person that comes to you because this person cares for your child. When somebody comes to correct you or advise you because they care for you, that person is someone you should be making dua for. In a world that we live in today, sadly, there are people who don't want to get involved because they have good intentions, but they are seen as enemies. They mean well for you, for your family. But no, this person is jealous on me. This person is making my son's name bad. This person is destroying my daughter's reputation. A person will take time out of their life to correct you because they care for you. They care for your well-being. They care for your child. Let us get that very, very, that, that idea in our head. Make dua for that person. Brother Ibrahim, can you please elaborate further? You know, you use a very good word, enabling, enabling. You know, we've had a mother uh, that came to us with the son, is in matric, and he was caught with Dakha. So the mother comes to us with the father. Of course, the mother looks like a very Islamic, you know, inclined woman. She's in niqab, uh, full niqab. The father looks like a very pious man. You know, if he's quite prominent, he's well-known in the community. Uh, you always find him in the masjid on time, early, you know, there for his salahs, a very up, upright, you know, very family with good standing, good uh, seem supposedly uh, maintaining good values. So they come to us and then the mother um, starts to, uh, you know, uh, well, complain about the son that's messing around with Dakha. So the next week, uh, when we, we then we address it with the son and we put the son into one of our uh, programs where we were trying to educate him on how to, you know, uh, move away from or stop his bad habits. Mm -hmm. uh, into an, an, a motivational program. And then the, the following week, the dad doesn't come, the mom comes alone. And then we see, so we asked the mom after a few weeks, uh, what happened with dad? And the mom said, dad is very upset because I came to y'all to get help for my son. Yeah. He's very upset that y'all are helping my son and he's very upset that the people will come to know about it. He's very upset and he wants me to stop attending the programs. What must I do? So we asked her, who are you coming here for? Who are you coming here for? She said, I'm coming here for my son. So I asked her, you decide which is important, your son's life and his future, or listening to your husband who is not interested in raising your son the correct way. So she said, no, my son is important. I have to see that he gets the best, you know, and, and he lives correctly. That mother is now attending the program, and it has impacted the family. It has impacted, it has affected the family to a point where their marriage is now has become strange they are now well mm. they're having quarrels because dad doesn't want the people but, to know that the son is messing around why are people worried what people say because 
This is your child. You know, like we say, every home has some challenge. We worry about people. People are not bothered about you. They got their own challenges. But you have this amana that you need to look after. So, so you know, this this this, this notion of. You know, they say in Gujarati, loko hoke, what will people say? We have to ask ourselves now, what will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? This is the thing. You know, we, 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 we say we are Muslims, we say we are believers, but when it comes to our children, they become our God. They become our... We would break every law and every rule to make our child happy. It should be the other way around. We should be, we got Sharia as a guideline. We have our yes. beautiful deen, all the structures in place. We have all the guidance, how to parent. Everything is given to us clear cut, simple. You know, it's not difficult. You don't have to be a very, you know, uh, one of those very intellectual yes. people to understand. It's very basic how to raise children. But when it comes to our children, we as parents, we make them our parents and we become their children. That is why we find it very hard to discipline them when they do something. So parents enabling their children. I, I cannot say that's my pet. I can't say you no. Know, I'm sitting with youngsters. That are, there, there's uh, one or two youngsters that come here and say, but you know, I need the help. But my dad doesn't want me to come here. My mom doesn't want me to come here because they don't want the people to know that I have a problem. I said, but now you decide your recovery or what is important. Your connection mm -hmm. Allah is important. Yeah, you're striving in the right path. You're doing the correct thing. Just continue, please. But these are the types of... And this is what... You know, we all blame it on what is happening with our youth. I am asking, from the experience that we've had, what is happening with our parenting skills? Yes. The youth that we are getting are there. They are like this today because of the kind of parents we've become. We have taken... We have given our children everything to do what they want to do, not what they should be doing. And we want to reward them. The thing about rewarding the child is a big problem. You know, you must have heard, you, you probably saw in Johannesburg, Durban, you find 15, 16 year old young youngsters are getting brand new cars, they're driving it out in the night. We've had recently there was a case, a 14 year and a 15 year old girl went missing. Then they find this girl with a 17 year old boy driving around Johannesburg. Absolutely. No, Brother, I have to ask you another important message, Marf. I have to, you know, one of one of our listeners is also asking um, that we mention this, and I think, you know, in our planning for today's discussion, we did say this as well, the reality of over-the-counter medication that is being abused. So the truth is, you know, when we think of drug addiction, we think of the hardcore things, um, you know, cocaine, heroin, crystal meth, but we forget about over-the-counter. And also, also, another comment, uh, especially for a lot of the females that are out there, um, when it comes to weight loss pills, they forget that first and foremost, they're not medically, they're not FDA approved. Secondly, there are substances in there that are addictive. So there are women who are obsessed, or let's say young girls as well, you know, this negative body image also, which is now perpetuated by the West, that you need to have a certain figure to be looking attractive, which we know there's no such thing. So in this obsession of losing weight, you know, consuming large uh, amounts of, of diet pills or diet drinks or diet shakes, and becoming addictive because they are leading to kidney failure and, and uh, you know, a whole lot of other complications. So can you please talk about those realities as well? You know, um, you know to, to our young, uh, to our females that are listening in today, um, this dependency or, or this obsession with being sent that you would actually consume 
anything to lose weight, not realizing that you are actually going to be landing up in an ER emergency room. You know, talking about that about a month ago, there was this one youngster, he had a beautiful body. He was a very, you know, like a bodybuilder, he had a very well developed body and suddenly he drops dead. What happened? He got addicted to steroids. Now, you know, we're using all these supplements, we're taking all these diet pills. What about the abuse of sleeping tablets? What about yeah. the abuse of Xanax? Amongst our, our, our females, you know, there's a, it's, it's become, you know, the bigger problem amongst, well, we are finding now. If you ask me between narcotics and pharmaceutical, I think the pharmaceutical is overtaking the narcotics because yeah. there is more pharmaceutical. If you look at Xanax, uh, Xanax, 60% of the youth that were tested in the Western Cape and crazy death were found to be positive with Xanax. So what is he telling us? That Xanax has become a big drug and it's so affordable. It's only like three rand or four rand and you can get as much as you want from anywhere you want. They're producing it locally. All these sleeping tabs, these are, you know, we need to understand one thing, that Allah has made you in a certain way. We should be making sugar. And look, if Allah has written out for you that there's a certain partner that's going to marry you, whether you, you know, I, who are you making yourself look nice for somebody else other than what Allah has chosen for you? Or just live your life, eat moderately, live correctly, live moderately, and inshallah, if, but we, it's all about image. It's all about our egos. It's all about who I want to be, not who I am. Yeah. We are totally disconnected from ourselves, and this abuse among females is gone totally out of control. We've had a pharmacist that came here, and she popped something like 30 or 40 thermidols. She almost oh. died. Oh. You know? And a young, qualified person, we've had doctors, the man is injecting himself with domicum, injecting, crushing and injecting, it's coming from a doctor. And we That's tried to make this family understand, but what if they happen? They eventually lost it. It's gone. But this is the thing. The abuse of pharmaceutical medication amongst, and you know, we see that as social, well, it's, like, it's a medication. It's taking a few extra. You shouldn't be taking it if it's not, if it's prescribed by a doctor according to a certain dose, yes. But when it comes to abuse, that is like taking any other drug. In fact, it's made in a lab to a certain specification. And it's, yes. and it's going to do more damages than all the narcotics you can think about. Absolutely. Dr. Ibrahim, also sharing of medication. You know, sometimes, um, like, like I know, for example, uh -oh. say, you know, if, if there's trauma, say there's a break-in in a house, there's a mayor, obviously people are, are, are grieving, they're not sleeping well. And sometimes someone will say, you know, I take the sleeping pill, it's so light, just take it for two nights, you have a good rest. You okay. cannot share no, medication. No, you cannot share medication. Your body no, you and the other person's body is not the same. Can you please, please stress on this point where you cannot be sharing medication? Yes. You know, any medication, I've got a lot of doctor friends, and they will tell it, and they always test this point, that do not give anybody, even an antibiotic, do not just give anybody anything because you have it and you feel it will help him. No, you are not the doctor. These people have studied for so many years. They've gone through all the trouble of doing all the research, education, and they give you what is good for you. Now, you can't become a doctor and do your own thing because you feel it works for him, it's going to work for me. How is, with our chemistry, our body, everything, 
our mass, our everything is different in everybody. And the doctor, he does a proper examination before he's prescribed a certain medication for a certain person. It's not for me or anybody, or because it worked for you, then it'll work for me. It may have an adverse effect on you. It may have an Absolutely. allergic reaction to you. It may do damages to you. You don't know. It may even kill you. So do not touch something or medication that's not for you and parents need to understand this we're going into addiction now you know it's during silly season sometimes you know we, children are excited you know they uh, take a few extra tablets my mom take this and she you know it keeps her going you know for studying for examination i take a certain tablet there's one chap that was talking last night in our program he was taking a certain medication to keep him awake for his exams he did very well in the exam but then he got hooked to medication and then he came yeah yeah i think we i just lost brother ibrahim there the moment i can't hear him very well but you know a very important comment also to make um you know my beloved listeners is when we're listening about all of this the reasons why we are talking about topics like this because this is a reality Please do not think that this is something that will never happen to you. Please do not think this is something that will never happen to your grandchild or somebody's child. Somebody's child is also your child. Remember, like we say, it takes a village to raise a child. We also need to be very, very aware. We need to be very aware that we are sadly a large number of people in our communities are becoming a generation of pearl poppers. For everything, there's a pearl. You need a pearl for this, you need a pearl for stress, you need a pearl for energy, you need a pearl for this. What happened to, like we said, a balanced, moderate life? Um, sleeping, getting enough sleep, eating correctly, getting exercise, making time for salah. When you're having problems, make your salah, read your Quran, make zikr, make your ibadah, speak to the elders in the family, make talim in your home, remind of our, ourselves what is our purpose in this dunya. There's this attitude of self-gratification, this attitude of just pop a pearl and everything is going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Brother Ibrahim, do we have yeah. you back online? You know, there's this instant yes, gratification yes, society. Can you please elaborate about this instant gratification pearl-popping generation that sadly, you know, we are becoming into and we need to stop this right now. Yes, you know, we, 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 if you look at the Quran, and I've been reading the Quran, I read it randomly, you know, I make a niyat and I open the Quran. I'm reading a, a verse recently. Allah says, during the daylight hours you work, during the, the night hours you sleep. Allah is talking about how to live a balanced life in the Quran. You know, somehow, we take the Quran as a, a storybook, you know. We read it, we read the Arabic version, we don't read the English version, so we don't understand the Quran. And our understanding of Islam is, as long as you're using a five-time it doesn't matter what happens. That is why we become a laughing stock. We have become totally clueless Hello? about how a Muslim should be. Yes. yes. Hello, can, um, can, you, can uh, you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. There's like a message coming from someone. Shem, this person trying to get my attention. Um, very important. Um, what is your message to parents who have their children? right now in a rehab facility obviously they're making dua for their parents whether a child was taken there forcefully or willingly but these are parents who are are worried what is your message you of know, support based on your expertise for parents who whose children are right now in a detox facility what what hope what message of hope can you share with them please okay 
Okay, parents, please understand one thing. If you got your child in a detox facility, it doesn't mean he's out of the woods. Out of the woods. If you got him in a rehab pro, pro program, it doesn't mean that he's going to come back to you a totally changed person. You as a parent, you need to educate yourself and learn how to be a parent again. You need to take your responsibility, find your place in your child's relationship, and you be the parent to your child, not the friend to a friend. So <clears throat> that's the first thing. What we've noticed, a lot of parents this time of year, during silly season, because of the past experience, I've had it last night a lot of parents put their hands up in our program last night and they were saying you know we're going to anxiety and ask them why they said no because last year he almost died last year he did this and last year december mm. he did so i said you see you are now going through flashbacks so parents mm. will go through these flashbacks because it's during silly season that things start to peak my advice to parents is, look, you've done, you've taken the first step. You put your child into a detox facility or you put him into a rehab. Now, follow it up with empowering yourself. Follow it up on how to change your home environment, change your life, change the, your situation at home so that when he comes home, it's a perfect environment for recovery, not for enabling an addiction. So you, if you need to stop the enabling, see how we as parents have contributed to the problem. And I'll tell you in many ways, We've contributed enormously in our children's lives to get them to a point where they are now, where they're sitting in rehab. So as parents, we need to introspect and see how have I failed in this amana that Allah has given me and how am I going to put it right should my chance son come back. You need to take your emotions, talk about it, deal with it, throw it out the window and follow Allah's instructions in bringing your child up in the correct manner. Don't think that he comes out of the rehab and you'll be happy living ever after the children. It doesn't always work like that. Absolutely. I think also very important is attending the support group meetings because it, it's a process. I think that it's also very must. pertinent that, that you brought must. this that up. That is compulsory. Yes. Can you please elaborate on that, the support programs? If you don't have, if you don't have a good... Look, the, 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 the primary aim, the primary aim, the, 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 the detox is, is just one small phase in the recovery program. The rehab center is just to give you the tools. Your aftercare program is to show you how to use those tools. And imagine you got a toolbox full of 30 tools, 30 topics that you discuss in a rehab center. And you go home, you take your book and you throw it away. All your notes are thrown away. You go back, what have you learned? Nothing. No, one is to know it and the other one is to live up. On it or practice upon it. Now, the, your aftercare program gives you or the skills on how to use the tool that you learned in a rehab. So, if you don't go into an aftercare program, I'm telling you now, it's almost certain there's a 99.99% chance of relapse. There's a 99.99% chance of relapse if you do not maintain a very strong aftercare program. And our our research has proven that the success in a recovery is based on his commitment and his dedication with his family to his aftercare program. If they do not maintain those support programs, you and I and everybody is just wasting their time. And remember, there's no cure for addiction. If there was a cure, whoever came up with a cure would have been very rich now. By now, mm. there isn't a cure. Addiction is something you manage. You control, yeah. you manage, you empower, and you give the person the tools to deal with the challenges that addiction has presented. 
brother. Sadly, we've come to the end of today's show, but definitely many more shows line up for next change, Shalab, because these are very pertinent um, uh, uh, matters that we have to talk about. Constant reminder. Constant reminder because addictions yes. have been here since the beginning of time, and it's not going to go away unless we empower ourselves. Exactly. What is your closing exactly. final message to our listeners for today's show? You see, the, the, we, we talk now that we are talking about silly season. Please, parents, please understand this. You're getting up on this beautiful Saturday morning. You're spending time with your child. We don't want one month later from now, you're sitting there and crying in your house. So please, be proactive. Bring your child closer to you. Become, bring your child closer to you. Get to know your child better. So that moving on in life, you'll have a good, happy life. If not, you leave your child free to do what he wants to do, you're heading for trouble. So spend more time with your child, more quality time, because that is the greatest gift Allah had given you in this dunya. Jazakallah khair and brother Ibrahim Dawood. May Allah subhanahu wa reward you and your dynamic Amen. team in abundance for educating, Amen. empowering, motivating and inspiring me and everyone who has the pleasure of knowing you and the work that you do in changing people's lives. May Allah subhanahu wa accept all your duas and efforts, inshallah. Please Amen. remember... And you, and you are understanding work that you have been alhamdulillah. May Allah accept everybody's efforts, brother. Please remember our youth Amen. in your du'as and Allah accept your efforts, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. Amin. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. When it comes to topics of substance abuse, when it comes to topics of addiction, when it comes to any social evils, to present a show like this is very, very difficult. Because obviously, it hurts. It hurts. We have to listen about the reality of what is happening in our society, in our families, in our communities. It hurts because we know of people who are going through these challenges. It hurts because there are youth that are struggling out there. But what gives me sukun, what gives me contentment, what gives me afia is that we try our best with shows like this on Youth Talk, with talks that our ulama present in Juma Khutbah, with the lessons learned from um, Ustad in the maktabs, with, with talks that people have to create awareness, to remind themselves and us that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing is impossible. If your child is going through any challenge right now, if your child is in a rehab facility, if your child is in denial, if your child is refusing help, you, my beloved listener, have the power to change the situation. Put your head down in sujood. Put your head down in tahajjud salah. Put your, raise your hands up in dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer your duas and grant you the ability and the direction to do what is right. Never lose hope. And for those who have come out of rehab facilities and you are trying your best to get better, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you Kamil Shifa with Afia. Nobody is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. We have no right to judge anybody. But you, you be the change. When people say, there goes their drug addict, you, my beloved listener, change that narrative and say, Ya Allah, whatever their thoughts are of me, Ya Allah, you make me better than what they think of me. Ya Allah, you guide me. You change that narrative. You are not an addict. You are not 
a hopeless case. You are not someone who doesn't deserve love and respect. You do. But you love and respect yourself first. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant ease and afia to everybody. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our beneficial duas. And please remember, my beloved listeners, do not ever stop talking about Palestine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant freedom to Palestine. Inshallah, on behalf of myself, my dynamic sound engineer, Ziyad, and all of us here at Radio Islam International, we ask that you remember us in your duas, as you are all uh, in our duas as well. Inshallah, until we speak again, from me, Bibi Aisha Lahir, Jazakallah khairan, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.